Well, welcome, 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 welcome to the Further Faster podcast. I am Joseph McClendon, and I will be your host, your guide for the next little while on this part of your journey to do exactly what the name implies, and that is to help you go further faster in your life, specifically to be more wealthy. And around here, wealthy means to be healthy, happy, and financially abundant. And on that last note, you're going to love my guest here today, because that's what we're going to talk about. If you have a business or whether it's a large business or a small business, or you're thinking about starting a business, my guest today, Jay Abraham, is one of the most amazing, amazing mentors and consultants on the planet, period. So grab a pad and paper, get ready to take some notes and get ready to go further faster. And we'll be right back with you. Well, welcome back to the Further Faster podcast. I'm really excited to share with you my guest today. I'm going to share with you a little quick story about how I met him back in the olden days first. I'm going to tell you a little bit about who he is. Uh, I want to say, gosh, I want to say mid-90s or so. Isn't it funny anytime we say 19 anything, it sounds ancient. And Jay, you maybe correct me on this, but I got a phone call from my a good friend of mine. His name was Albert Saab. And Albert called me up and he said, hey, you got to check this guy out. I'm going to send you a, uh, a uh, marketing letter and I want you to read it and then we'll talk about it later. And I said, okay, you know, and my friend Albert is not really an excitable guy, but he was really excited. And so he sends it through. Now, by the way, this is in the 90s. So we didn't have internet like we have right now. So we had these things, you may have heard them called fax machines. And uh, <laughs> so it starts to fax through. And as it's faxing through, it's page number one and then page number two and then page number three. And I'm thinking, well, what is this? And in between there, I get another phone call. And the phone call was from my, my friend, Tony Robbins. And Tony goes, hey, listen, we're thinking about having this guy uh, speak on our stages. And I want you to check him out, see what you think. And I go, well, what's his name? And he goes, Jay Abraham. And I go, you're not going to believe this. Albert just faxed me over. And he goes, well, I was going to fax you over it as well. And so now I'm really intrigued. Now, I had had back then the attention span of a baby hummingbird that, that's on, uh, on Espresso. So for me to read something as long as this would be out of the question. But I get this thing and I want to say, and Jay, maybe you'll correct me on this. It was like four or five pages long and I start reading it. And as I'm reading through it, I'm getting more and more enthused and more excited. I'm thinking not only what he's talking about is brilliant, but it's written brilliantly as well. And long story short, I found myself in his seminar and within the next couple of weeks. And what I learned from him, because in the days, by the way, I didn't, I thought to myself, I don't have a business. I don't even know what business is. And what he taught me changed my life and it changed everything about it. And I'm so proud and happy to have had him as my friend and my advisor for all these years. His name is Jay Abraham, and he's known as the $21.7 billion man. And he's the highest paid marketing consultant in the world. And he's the founder and CEO of the Abraham Group. And Jay has spent his entire career advising and, and helping people and solving some of the complex problems and fixing underperforming businesses. He has significantly increased the bottom line, self-included, of over 10,000 clients around the world in, in more than 1,000 different industries and 7,200 different industries around the world and different, different uh, things that he does. And he also shows his clients how to take different success principles and concepts from different industries and adopt them to their own. 
And Jay is my dear friend, and I'm excited to have you meet him as well. And just so you know, to consult with this guy would cost more than most people make in a year. Jay, are you out there? I am here, Joseph. You're a very, very uh, gratifying. And it was a 20-page letter. It wasn't five. It was enormously long, and, and uh, it, it took most people about a half hour to read it. Yeah, and I'm one of those. And by the way, I read it a couple times, and I was I was <laughs> fascinated by the content of the letter and fascinated by what you offer. And I thought, wow, I, I got to be a part of that. And I'm proud to say that you and I have been friends and you know spoken on stages around the world for three decades now. Yes, long time. So share with us a little um, bit about you know what got you started. Tell us a little bit about you know what you do, sure. and for those the listeners. Yeah, yes. I mean, I mean, in in the purest sense, I grow businesses for a living, and I've done it for four and a half decades, long time, and I've done it around the world, and I've done it in over a thousand industries, and uh, it entails. It depends on the business. For some, it's a uh, marketing makeover. For some, it's a strategy restructuring. For some, it's a business model remodeling. For some, it's figuring out a better value proposition. For some, it's a unique selling advantage. For some, it's finding different new uh, access vehicles or distribution models. For some, it's figuring out how to make the tail wag the dog, meaning using their current business as a lead generator almost and finding much more lucrative ways to use their buyers or their distribution channels or their brand. It depends on who they are, but the, the, probably the reason that I got into it and maybe I possess whatever ability I possess is because I got started, Joseph, at age 18. I was married. I had two children at 20, no formal education. And uh, the only people that would give me opportunity were crazy entrepreneurs who would give me no salary, but sort of eat what you kill, let me you know, have a, a chair, a table, a phone, and anything I created, or go out and knock on doors or do whatever I wanted, and I'd get a little piece of what I created. And I uh, quickly realized what worked and what doesn't, and what worked better. And, you know, when you only eat when you earn, you're really very focused on that. But I was, uh, because I wasn't getting paid eight to five, I was able to do many things concurrently. I would have two or three or sometimes five different activities going at the same time and in totally different industries. And all of a sudden I made an epiphany of sorts. I realized that people in one industry, Joseph and audience don't have a clue how people in other industries think, right. act, market, sell, lead, generate, convert, distribute. And I was able to take rather simplistic and commonplace concepts from some of the industries I'd been in combine them into hybrids and then apply them to some of the ones I was in and they just exploded. And I got uh, sort of a cohesive realization that the best place to get breakthroughs were not within, they were outside of an industry. And that became, it started off being the basis of my, I guess, growth as my, uh, as my ability to grow businesses. And then the more, industries I functioned in, the broader the scope of understanding that I was able to draw from. And I won't bore everybody, but over the course of Jesus four plus decades, I've probably identified 90 or so different uh, 
higher performing elements, distinctions, proprietary methodologies that have been embraced by lots of people. And that's where the, you know, the, that little moniker about 21 billion, it's, it's just an estimate, a conservative estimate of the profits that these methods have produced for clients and, and uh, partners of ours over the years. So I don't know if that helps or if that's too much or, or that gives you the no, answer no. you were looking for. All, uh, more, even more. <laughs> and uh, so a couple things. So first off, thanks for sharing that. And and I didn't know that about you. I didn't. I just because you are definitely and I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your dress. Uh, one of the smartest people I know and your level of intellect, not just in this in this industry, always blows me away. And I've always been fascinated that you're that type of man, that type of person that uh, especially in business, that somebody could come to you with any challenge anything and it's either something you've experienced before or something that you can create to help them where does that come from well i, I was and i left i omitted something that probably preempts your question i should have said it but it's a good answer so over the course of my work i also have had the privilege joseph of helping approximately 300 what you would call A-list experts, you know, Tony, yeah. Stephen Covey, Stephen M. R. Covey, Brian Tracy, uh, the Deming Organization, the number one guy in the world in Six Sigma, the number one guy in the world in, in I should say, man, in um, in a theory of constraint, uh, you know, uh, uh, all kinds of salespeople, and none of them came to me for help with their methodology. They came to me for help commanding more uh, elevated distinction, more price uh, expansion, more denominated or, or, or demonstrated value creation. But I had to gain a distilled, compressed, sort of a short course primer on their body of work. So uniquely and weirdly, I possess a I'm dangerous. I don't I couldn't do a seminar on what, you know, or Tony knows or Brian Tracy knows or, you know, Stephen M.R. Covey, because the father is uh, regrettably deceased. But I had I know enough of their body of work to be able to integrate it together into very powerful uh, hybrids and amalgams that most people probably would not. Yeah, and that is your your wheelhouse and one of your unique talents. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, people like Tony and and maybe myself and other people as well. And I've always looked at it this way. <clears throat> it doesn't matter where you are because, you know, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, wherever you are, you've got something to offer them because I know you have courses and you have different uh, for different levels of people. And you and I are going to be doing some things together as well. What would you say to somebody yeah. who is who is uh, maybe not just getting started or maybe they're, they're sort of fledgling in their business and they're wondering, you know, what should I do first? And I don't want to go through the school of hard knocks. What would I look out for first? Or maybe, maybe what course should I take first? Yeah. Well, and there's very many ways, no matter where you are on the continuum, local, national, international, uh, intergalactic, uh, whether you've got a product <laughs> or a service, the safest, the easiest way to not fail is to collaborate with somebody else who already has access yes. to the same audience and can partner with you and introduce your product or your service or your company or you to their audience. That's always been my, my default first 
uh, first choice for myself and for, uh, you know, for my clients, just as a, a reference, we took a company many, many decades ago from 300,000 to 500 million in a year just by partnering with a bunch of newsletters. I was, when you first met me, I'm, I'm not as active anymore, but I was doing seminars all over the world, training programs, selling programs, products, books. And we spent almost nothing in terms of fixed costs. We basically would get everybody else to partner with us. Tony partnered with us, Success Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, In Flights, all the newsletters. Back then, Nightingale Conant was the big provider of audio programs, yeah. all the seminar companies. And the point is, is rather than going out in the open market, which is very dangerous in the beginning if you're on limited capital and, and spending money you maybe can't afford to lose, figure out, and you can do it locally. You don't do it large if you're not ready for that yet, but somebody already has got the trust, the credibility to the audience you're trying to serve and you're not competitive. And if you can figure a way to collaborate with them, a lot of people don't realize that if you have a product or service or a suite of product or services, Joseph, that are highly repetitive. In other words, I get you to buy one time, you're going to buy many times over either that product service or a bunch of others, then you could afford instead of spending money on, on speculative advertising or speculative, uh, you know, a salaried salespeople or digital marketing, you could instead give away the lion's share of the first sale to somebody else who already has the audience to partner with you who will either introduce you, endorse you, promote you, uh, you know, package your products up. There's many ways to do it, but that's what I would tell anyone to start with safely is figure out who already has access to the audience you want. And it doesn't matter. You could be a local little, you know, you could be a, a small little beginner and go to some larger little store in your neighborhood or a retailer or service company, but there's always a partnership possibility. We have taught people partnering, joint venturing, strategic alliances, uh, um, uh, uh, co-branding, uh, being the recommended provider, packaging. Those are the safest. The second is is uh, people don't realize this, almost every company, product, service, person that sells anything of perceived value gets between 20 and 100% of their business from word of mouth or referral. And yet most people do not realize, oh, by the way, going backwards, there's 100 ways to structure strategic alliances, joint ventures, power partnering, endorsements, co-branding, all those things, recommended provider. But concurrently, totally differently, most people who get referrals don't even have in place one formalized, systematized, continually adhered to referral generating strategy or system. And yet a referral generated buyer buys quicker, converts more, buys more things, more profitable, costs nothing, buys more often, is more enjoyable to deal with, refers people costs nothing to acquire. And we have about 125 ways to generate referrals. And I'm not trying to sell the fact that I possess those and you can get them from me. I'm trying to sell the fact that if you don't understand strategic alliances and all the suite of variations, if you don't understand 
referral generating and all the permutations, if you just found one or two or three of those, you could really grow your business safely, rapidly, qualitatively. And then when you have a lot more success and a lot more cash flow or a lot more uh, reserve capital, then you can speculate on advertising in the open market, which is much harder, much more speculative if you're not a great marketer, a great copywriter, a great digital marketer, a great salesperson. So I gave you a little complex answer, but hopefully that helps. Dude, that was first time I'm grinning from ear to ear, because if I'm not mistaken, you called that business 101 when I met you back in the olden days. And uh, that was a concept that I had never even considered. And this was back there way before social media and things like that. And I really latched onto that because first off, when you said that, I didn't know, well, how do you do that? What do you do? And you are so specific. And like you said, you got a hundred different ways to do that. You got a hundred different ways that you can make those alliances that most people would never even think about. And I got to say, you know, I was I didn't have the money to do advertising, not, nor was advertisement at the way that it is right now. Um, but just it, just doing that alone changed everything. And it has always been kind of a mainstay of mine as well. Wow. So thank you for that. Yeah. And how have things them. changed now? Yeah. How have things changed now with regard to what you do? Is it still applicable now that we're in the in the age of social media and all that? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, you know, there, there's been a, a uh, what would I call it? There's been an onslaught of affiliate marketing. And I think that that's probably the most superficial and and it's the outer veneer of doing it. Uh, I'll just give you an example of how we used to do it and how I recommend you do it. I mean, uh, to give you, I'll give you a very specific, and it's old, but it'll give you the, the scope of possibility. So I told you about a company that went from 300000 to a half a billion in a year. Right. They were initially no, running no. ads in the market, and it was a brokerage firm. They sold gold and, and um, rare coins and the like. Are you still there, Joseph? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't see you. Sorry. They sold yeah. gold, rare coins to uh, investors. And they were running ads in the Wall Street Journal very marginally. And I said, well, why don't we find out who really has the audience you want? And it turned out that the audience were newsletters, subscribers. And we went and identified all the newsletters out there that had the right profile. And I negotiated with them to make my client their recommended provider. Now, that is a transaction that is only viable if you act impl implement, actuate on it. So... I right, took the responsibility. Right. Yeah. So what we did was this. When somebody became a subscriber and they got their welcome packet, they also got a packet all about rare coins, gold, silver from us. Four times a year, we paid to do special edition uh, uh, versions of the newsletter that interviewed our, uh, our president and talked about the outlook for gold and silver. We sponsored activities that the uh, newsletters would gain benefit from, seminars, conferences that we paid for, including for a, a prominent icon to speak along with the newsletter editor and our president. Uh, we basically, when they stopped wanting to mail their subscription promotions because it stopped working, I would take it over. My client would pay for it. I would make it. I would make the headline better, the proposition better, 
and we'd go out and grow more uh, more subscribers for them because we benefited from that. Uh, I mean, we did all kinds of things that are deeper relationship connections than most people. You can do it today at a deeper level. I mean, the world has changed because, first of all, the Internet uh, is great and it's horrible. It's great because it gives you access to a lot of knowledge. It's horrible because it gave birth to all kinds of infidels, rapscallions, superficial people who purport that they can make a big difference in your life no matter what they're selling. And their discrimination is hard. But the other problem is we don't know who you can trust, but, but there are so many different avenues that you can pursue. I think the key is it's very hard to break through the morass if you're going to do regular advertising. That's why I say anytime you can align with somebody who's already credible and has an audience that profiles who you want, that always has to be your first default. But you also have to have value that transcends the norm. And that requires you to really understand the mind of the market, which most people don't, Joseph. That is brilliant. And that again, that's another one of the things that you taught me is 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 understand them so it's not like it's like telling somebody listen i'm going to give you this this and this but if they don't want that if that's not what they want and that's not what what floats their boat then it's not going to make a difference hey you know i get asked a lot of questions all the time whether it's something you know on online with social media or face to face and the question i've been asked a lot lately is joseph what are you going to do something live again because i haven't done anything live in, in some time and uh so we, my team and i sat down and thought about it so we put together an event and i'm happy to announce to you that on october the 29th through the 30th 2022 in las vegas nevada we're doing a live event called the further faster conference and this conference is going to be centered around your finances how to make more money said differently now obviously we talk about wealthy being healthy happy and financially abundant but this one's going to be around that because that is a subject that people should be talking about and doing something about right now i'm going to bring some amazing guests some of my mentors that are going to give you some of their wisdom as well as well as i'm going to teach you my signature methodology of putting a million dollars in your pocket in 10 years or less it'll blow you away it is absolutely doable for everybody so put that in your calendar and more specifically go to neuroencoding.com forward slash ffc it'll be in the description here you'll be able to see it go there get your questions answered it's going to be a small intimate event so it's first come first serve it will sell out and i look forward to seeing you in there and remember life is exactly what you dare to make it fortune favors the bold boldly step up and i'll see you in las vegas You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. And you, um, you know, you, you alluded this before with regard to, uh, the the process of being able to 
to impact those people in a way that causes them to want to align with you. Because nowadays, uh, this is what I've run into several times, that people are very guarded of their, their email list and very guarded of, their, uh, of uh, the, the people that they have under their influence. And one of the things I've always admired about you is that you have a way, and some of it was in that letter there, of, of helping people recognize that, wait a minute, this is something that they want. This is something that's going to be valuable for them. And you have a way of breaking through that. That is absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you. You know, something that might be of help to your audience, you wouldn't know to ask me this because you're not aware of this. Uh, every year or so, I come up with new distinctions. And one of the ones we came up with about a year and a half ago is really useful. And it, it aligns with uh, an earlier. One of, the, one of the things I'm known for is the strategy of preeminence. And I won't go into it deeply, but it's how to elevate your stature in the eyes of your market. Uh, to that of being the only trusted advisor, the most uh, the most reliable source, the only uh, the only one to turn to for life for the answers and and, and the knowledge right. that uh, you would possess. And in it, it one of the categories it's got about thirty distinctions in that category. But one of them is being able to express to the target audience that you understand them in words and in, in mental pictures. And this would go to your NLP and your neuroscience knowledge. Uh, but most people get that, but they don't know how to do that. And I figured out how to do that. And I'm going to share with you a five minute summary of how to own the mind of the market. And this might be very valuable for anybody, no matter where they are on the business continuum. So I'll give it to you in a nutshell. Okay. okay. So, the concept is this, that the deeper you can get into the subconscious of your market, this is my belief, and you can affirm or refute it by your scientific yeah. understanding, the more powerful the connection. How do you do that? Well, most people who write copy will use a bunch of buzzwords and a bunch of bullets and a bunch of benefits that they conjure up, and they don't even really try to understand them. If they try to understand them, they don't really experience what it's like to be in their life, in their shoes, so to speak. But there's a way that I created it, and it gives you the mind of the market. And I call it the Amazon.com school of business. And here in a nutshell mm -hmm. is what you do. You take whatever category of business you are in, and you start by going to Amazon or anything like that. And you look up as many books in the categories directly or indirectly that relate to what you're doing. And you look for them maybe for the last two or three years, and you look at the top 10 or 20 bestsellers in each category. Pardon me. What you're looking for first is the title and subtitle of the book, and then the chapter titles. Why? Because most books, sadly, sell more by the premise and the promise than the content. Tragic, but true. So if somebody's nailed the title or the subtitle, the chapter titles, that's very important. The next thing you do is equally important. You look at the reviews, and I think Amazon is one to five. It used to be one to 10, but I think it's one, it's zero to five. Zero is terrible, five is good. You look at the zeros and you look at the fives, and when you're going to zeros, you can also look at books that are not bestsellers, but are bad sellers, and you want to get the actual phraseology that people utter when they are passionate. And the reason why is when you are passionate, whether it's positive or negative passion, Joseph, I believe your subconscious overrides your conscious. Think about this. 
whenever you've seen anybody who is very, very happy or very, very mad and you back out the vulgarity, it's almost shocking how lucidly they express themselves in words and efficiency and word pic pictures, graphic imagery, metaphorically. And if you get if you get those from the mind of the market and you see how they express themselves in what they want and what they don't want, what they got and what they didn't get, it's incredible. So what you do is you take the books, first of all, subtitle, titles, subtitles, chapter titles, you put it in a category. You take the positive reviews, the negative review phraseologies that are gripping, put them in two categories. Then you do variations of it. You go to discussion groups, and, that, and you do the positives and negatives on the topic. Then you go to competitors. And they don't have to be your local competitors. It's going to be any competitor. Then you do the variations. For example, if you were selling, uh, uh, we have a client that sells essential oils. Well, we go to all kinds of other things that are like that, spirituality, new age, yoga, everything like that. You look at the books, you look at the uh, all this now you've got three categories. You've got the phraseology you know resonate with the market because they produced a bestseller. You've got what right. people got that they loved, what people hated, what they didn't get. So now you can write to them, speak to them, script for your salesperson to them, uh, language to them on your website and your emails right past the rigidity and, and, the, and the restrictions and, and the deflectors of the conscious and penetrate right through and speak to the subconscious. It's very powerful, Joseph. Unfreaking believable. Unbelievable. You know, again, you're schooling me. You're taking me to school again. And that methodology that you have right there, um, you know, I always looked at it like this. It's not like this is what you have to do over and over again. You do this, you know, in the very beginning, you learn how to do that. And that's a skill of yours as well. Jay, this is spectacular. And I wish we had more time. <laughs> we are we are at that place right now. And I know a couple things. And, and first off, everybody, uh, first, let me ask you, how will they find you? Because what I encourage everybody to do, go Google, find this man and find out how he can help you as well. Where would they find you? We have we have a, a, a pretty uh, wild website, Abraham.com. I think we give 800 resources away. We sell stuff and I do private high end uh, long term uh, consulting and profit uh, partnering with people. If they're big enough, they could contact me directly. But if they're not, we give away books and courses and lots of stuff other people sell just because I want to be a benefactor. So they can go on my website and have a field day and. There's plenty of videos out on YouTube and uh, there's lots of stuff in the market and people have knocked us off. So people give away stuff we even sell. So I'm sure you can find it everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, listen, everybody, please get out there and do that. And Jay, you and I are going to be working together, uh, creating some products, creating some things together. I'm so excited about that. Not the least of which, I, I believe you're going to be speaking at yeah, uh, at our event here in Las Vegas, whenever you guys are listening to this, you can get that information in the uh, description uh, below here, as well as how to find uh, Jay. And uh, what I encourage you, if this has been valuable to you, if the lights have come on for you, and I know that they have, I encourage you to don't just, you know, as we always say, sitting and waiting is not a methodology of going further faster. Get up and do something about it. And even the, the things that he shared with you here today, these are things that people pay hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to 
make millions and millions of dollars make happen again. Jay, thank you. Thank you so much. I think the world of you and your work. So what a privilege to share with your audience and be part of it with you. Thank you. It is my pleasure. And remember, everybody, life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. So the trick to life is to boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. This has been Further Faster, and I look forward to seeing you at the top. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.